Hey everybody, welcome back to Artist Avenue. So here it is, part two of the wonderful interview with Marky, Alexia, Aisha, Vanessa, Bridget, and Angie. Six wonderful women, all from the Cupid Art School in some way, shape, or form. This time around, we are actually talking about the industry and uh, the role that women play in it. So, please, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because I'm leading the group, so (laughs) So, I'm going to work my way around. Okay, Okay. that works. Well, honestly, it's just um, one good thing about the Cubert School, and this is turning into a Cubert School ad, but like... Every fucking time it happens. I know, I know. know, Because everybody I told you really likes the school. But like, honestly, (coughs) the thing is, we get a lot of, we get a lot of portfolio reviews at the end of our third year. <laughs> so the thing is, like, you get to meet like Marvel people, DC mm-hmm. people. You get to meet like Dark Horse, Dynamite, this and that, and they add more as they can. Mm-hmm. And they also like there are sc- scholarship opportunities also. So these people can become some sort of a contact for you in the future. Also, that might get you a job mm-hmm. once you graduate. So like, if you keep in contact with these people you're likely to get something out of them. It does happen. Okay. Like, there are, uh, from my class anyway, there were a bunch of people who actually had jobs straight out of, out of the school. Okay. Tommy had an IDW coloring job. Okay. And, like, it was because we had the IDW email address because mm-hmm. of the, the school or whatever. So what are you doing specifically? I'm working on an anthology with um, called Broken Frontier. Okay. It's actually, that's... I won a scholarship during my first year called okay. Away, Bl- Away Blue Worlds. And the guy who's the the creator of that company is called Tyler Chintana. And Tyler was one of the writers for on the book. And also, sh- he was putting the book together with a friend of his, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. So, he's like, oh, you know, I know you. We've been talking. I would send him stuff every now and then as I was, like, you know, working on my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Every end of the year, I'd send him a new batch of work and be like, hey, this is how it's going. Again, thanks for the, right, right, <laughs> the scholarship right. at the time kind of thing. So now I'm working on an anthology with him. That's that's great. Yeah. And uh, besides that, I'm working on a TV show back in Turkey. Okay. Where I'm doing... Um, you're the, you're the wacky next-door neighbor? Yep, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not acting, but um, there's an opening sequence to every show mm-hmm. in Turkey, and our opening sequence is pretty much just like the characters get drawn, okay. it gets color, and then they start moving kind of thing. Okay. So I do that, and I do every episode starts with an illustration. I do that for them also. Okay. So my experience is honestly, if you go after it well enough, you find the jobs. It's just a challenge to find decent people to work with. Okay. And when you find them, you're like... That's it. You're locked. Thank you. You're awesome. Gotcha. Kind of thing. Bridget? Um, when I first got out of school, I did a lot of freelance stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, like, to the best of my ability, whatever I could find. I did, like, ebook covers for some guy I found. He found me. I don't remember how he found me. <laughs> Maybe it was, like, through DeviantArt or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did... Another, like, illustration in the back of, like, someone's indie comic that they were making. Um, So just, like, little things like that. And then the Keyword School had an opening for a summer camp art teacher. Okay. So I started doing that for the rest of the summer. And then um, the librarian had was out, like, the guy who sits in the library. Mm -hmm. So I took over his job for, like, a little bit, just doing, like, 
library stuff. Like <laughs> 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 the student loans kick in. Right. I needed the car. I was like, I gotta make money. So I started doing that, and I had another part-time job too, because mm -hmm. it's like I had I have so much student loan debt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm drowning in student loans. Um, but then my brothers, my brothers have always wanted to start making video games. Okay. They've been programming and like designing stuff since I was like nine years old. And I would try to like follow in their footsteps, like, yeah, I want to learn how to program. I want to do this. No, I just like drawing. <laughs> I don't understand any of it. So I always wanted to work with them. And my brother had been working on one game called Two Brothers. And they were like, come on, why don't you help us with this game? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You might. <laughs> so it's Two Brothers by Act Studios. That's the name of our company, and, or their company. I work for them. Um, but it's my two brothers, and one of them is the composer, and the other one is like the programmer, lead designer, 3D modeler, graphic maker, everything. Okay. Does everything. Um, <laughs> and what do you do? Doesn't sleep. So I, he was like, "Why don't you draw some art for us? Like, do some stuff like that." And then I did a cover for, um, not the Nintendo magazine because that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It was another Nintendo magazine. I don't remember the name of it. Um, so I did the cover for that, advertising the video game, okay. and um, my buddy Tim Yates colored it for us. Okay, nice. um, and then I did a short comic for that as well. I did like a 15-page comic. It's on my website. It's really bad now. I did that so long ago. <laughs> um, and now we're working on our second game, okay. uh, Y2K. And I do a lot more for that game. Okay. Um, I do like... When the characters talk in the game during cutscenes, there's like these portraits, and they, they pop up, they talk, they animate. Mm -hmm. um, I do some like background textures. I do um, promotional work. Are you actually animating the characters? Yeah, I animate or? their mouths and I make <laughs> them blank. No, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> At first, I'm like animation. I'm like. We have, have that class. <laughs> <laughs> we did have that class. Yeah, so yeah like, we do. I don't want to animate, and I'm like, fine, I can do this. So I'm like, okay, guess I'm an animator now. <laughs> and just another um, line to put on the business card. It helps. Yeah. It helps. <laughs> so it just, it's awesome. I love it. I mean, I always wanted to do video games. I didn't know if I wanted to do comics or video games more, but the more I jump into video games, I'm like, I could do this forever. I'm like, I would like to do this forever. Let's be honest, when you first get out of school, there's no money in comic books unless you're like, no. Henrik. Yeah, unless mm. you know Henrik yeah. or... <laughs> Henrik Janssen. Yeah, yep. he was in our year. Okay. Fantastic artist. He's in yeah. what, Sweden? He's in Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. He graduated and then did Batman, didn't yep. he? Oh yep. my yep. God. Yep. Yep. He worked um, with Joe. Yep. He did yeah. work with Joe. He did yeah. work with Joe. Yeah. yeah, wasn't he in the book with them too? Yeah. Right? Oh. Yes. Part of his book? Yeah. 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 So there's <laughs> <laughs> Joe Kubert, the wow, Joe the room got really heavily, heavy, deep, thick. Oh no, he because he, he was in Bridges in my class, and sorry to steal your thunder for a second, but I just have to talk about Henrik because he's great. He yeah. was he was probably the best person in our year, hands down, and one of the best people I've ever met. So, so talent wise and and, yeah. and person wise, yeah, he was nice yeah okay. just a, all around amazing human being. And his I don't know if they're married yet, but Karen, his his oh, significant other, they have a kid now. They just they so have a baby. cute. They just <laughs> they're <laughs> like the they're best so couple. <laughs> like I I drove him to the airport once to pick her up, and like they it was like something out of a love movie. <laughs> 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 like, like a Everything else got like, foggy. Yeah, <laughs> like, like saw him and like he's like. Karen. And then she's like, Henrik. And she runs <laughs> and like, oh. and there's butterflies and, and doves and I don't know. It's just a bunch of crap. I think the best thing to ever happen to me was Henrik sat in front of me in my third year. 
So he finally taught me how to kind of draw men. Okay. Like before that moment, I could not draw guys. But Henrik was so sweet, and he would turn around and be like, "I can show you how to draw guys." And I'm like, "Really?" So he like he did something on paper, and I'm like, "That's how you do it?" I'm like, "No one ever told me that." I'm like, okay, let me try this. So I would like draw in class with him, and he actually showed me how to draw guys, and I'm like. And then after I didn't see him as much, it started to go downhill again. But so now I just I do video games full time. Kay. I get paid. Nice. I can make a living. Nice. So it's awesome. I, I mean, doing art. Nice. I love it, and I still want to do comics. Um, oh please! I'm working on stories. It's just they're all like on the back right now. You know, everything's on the back right now. I gotta pay bills. I fully things. understand that. It happens. It happens. Uh. Oh, hey. Hi, Andy. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Um, so, uh, jobs. Oh, God. I, I work a lot. Uh, I, I have lots I, of jobs. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know. I know. Uh, let me start. Where, What's your, what would you call your prime? Uh, freelance. Okay. So, anything that I can get. Um, I started... When I graduated, I started working here at the Kubert School. I don't remember what I was doing. I was doing like five things for them. Oh, I was monitoring. You were a lab monitor. I was, yeah, lab monitor. Um, I was, uh, I worked in telegraphic. You what? know my job is? <laughs> <laughs> like a girl? Am I, am I the wrong person? <laughs> uh, I did, well, no, because I did like a billion things for them. I did lab monitor, telegraphics, which is technically a different department of the school. Mm. Um, I've been teaching Saturday classes since... I started like training for Saturday classes second year, and then I started teaching them third year, I think it was. And I've been doing that ever since. So I've been teaching. I actually I was. Yeah. I met you. Yeah, you <laughs> met me in Fabio's class. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was an assistant, and then I just took over his class because I was like, you're not making lessons plans, and I don't like this. So, um, and he was like, yeah, sure, go for it. I'm out, thank you. Goodbye, yeah. And he was great because I, I would actually practice with him, and then he'd, he'd like, tweak the lesson plan so it, it didn't fall apart. Um, <laughs> um, but then I also did stuff where uh, I would, like, rep for the school and recruit for the school, so I'd go to, like, the job fairs and mm -hmm. other nonsense. Um, and I'd give, like, talks at high schools and other places about the school, uh, do stuff like that. And that was like the first year that I was there. And then after that, I met uh, Jean Scrocco and Greg Hildebrand, who you love. Who? Who? <laughs> huh? Who's that guy? Uh, okay. And yeah, so they run the Spiderweb Art Gallery, and uh, you should check it out, by the way, because it's awesome. Wow, that was a gratuitous plug right it there. It was <laughs> a gratuitous plug. I am going for that, okay? Uh, no, I actually, I really love working for them. Uh, of all the freelance jobs that I have, I they're my favorite people to be around and my favorite jobs to do. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I know how to do, I've taught myself so I could do it for them. Um, I've done some comic stuff uh, for like an indie guy uh, that should hopefully finally be getting published by the end of this year. What's mm -hmm. the name of this comic so we can look it up? <laughs> Do it. Edit this part? <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, yes. Thank you. Here, let me know at the time. Okay, go ahead. Okay, thanks. Okay. Here, you're lying. <laughs> right okay, to your no, face. <laughs> uh, so there, <laughs> don't do this to me. <laughs> uh, it's called Blackout. It's um, Soldiers of Fortune comics. Uh, the title is Blackout. It's the first issue. I think he's actually just going to do it as a single issue release. 
And then I'm working on the third issue of his main series, which is Iron Horse. I'm currently penciling that. Um, I've been teaching workshops at libraries in addition to that. And my favorite thing that I do when I'm not teaching is working shows for Spiderweb Art because uh, I know I'm like giving them these well, plugs. See, I don't, no, no, this is the thing. You say that's your favorite thing. That's where we met. Yes. Okay. And yeah. we met because you yelled at me. Yes. Okay. You did. Oh no, 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 wanna, no! Don't touch that. <laughs> okay. Quite As like most that. of you know in here, most of you know in here, <laughs> I won the promoters for Garden State Comic Fest. Mm -hmm. I was responsible to get everybody into the building and set up. Yeah. Okay. So Angie and her team are there, and there's a hand truck mm -hmm. with some stuff on it. Okay. I'm six foot. About 250. Uh -huh. I'm a big one, bigger guy. Or construction. Be my day job. Okay. Big I, tough man over there. Uh, I'm big and tough. I go to assist her. <laughs> she just shy of slaps <laughs> my hand <laughs> off of the hand truck. No, no, no. I got this. <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> you okay. Literally to, yeah. to lift the hand truck, slide it 15 <laughs> feet, to then put it back down. Okay. First of all, I'm going to defend myself here. I didn't know you yet. No, you didn't. Second of all, I did have it. <laughs> I didn't want that responsibility on somebody else who was helping us out of the kindness of their heart. I didn't know you were on the payroll. Okay. Fast forward to the end of the show. A, 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 a dolly, oh, so a dolly stacked with every piece of art that came out of their booth. They're like, J just bring it out to the van. <laughs> what? <laughs> God forbid something happens to this while it's in my care. You were um, so scared. I'm a dead man. That's why they chose you. They knew you cared. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was scared. There's a difference. Fair. But I hope you have insurance. I yeah. <laughs> no, I made it out. It's out of it's in the truck. It was, it was all good. good. It was good. And then and then you got to help me find my shoes because I kept losing them while I tried to. Load well, you did hop one out the door. I it did. It got in stopped, my way. So. Why weren't your shoes on your feet? Yeah. I was wearing flip-flops and I was loading a cargo van full of art. Uh, and when you're okay. loading like $250,000 to $500,000 worth of art, you don't really care about your feet. You care about the art. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I get the that. second they got in the way, they were gone. <laughs> yep. um, I understand. Which, yeah. you, did, you guys did a fantastic job. Like, you were the only ones there first day setting up. Yeah. Well, that's not true. I mean, like, you were the only ones really well, no, setting yeah, up. No, yeah, we were there setting up before, like, the company that does the setup for all the other people was setting <laughs> up. Right. <laughs> Very and ambitious. I mean, that's, that's a, it's a, it's a job. It's yeah. not, you know, so. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I, one of my favorite things about the show is that, first of all, working with Jean, I mean, she's an amazing mentor. Anyone who knows her, anyone who spends time with her, um, who really is willing to listen, especially when you talk about critiques, like she'll give you the most honest critique you're ever gonna get in your life. Mm -hmm. And she will push you harder and, and work you harder than you've ever worked in your entire life, but you will be more successful because of her. I mean, Greg Hildebrand is a really good example of that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. He's been her with her, uh, she's been representing him as his agent for over 35 years now. And uh, I mean, he constantly says like, I owe my success to Jean. And it's it's amazing to me to see the partnership that they have because basically he does the art and she does everything else. Mm -hmm. And um, literally, she was yeah, on, literally, she was, on, she was standing on a ladder. She was, yeah, she's got like when I showed up at nails the show. that are beautiful, but I couldn't function with them to save my life. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, give me this giant twenty five thousand dollar painting. I'm just gonna throw these nails into this wall and. <laughs> I got this. And I, it, she just, she gets it done. And she's an amazing and a super efficient planner. And 
just the second she's given a task, she figures out six different ways to accomplish it and then picks the most efficient one. It's just, just she's so a So that's a fantastic role model to so, have. Yeah, and, and working with a fantastic business owner and role model, an incredibly driven woman. You want to talk about women in the industry. People fear her, and they <laughs> should because she's incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. She's just... And she's fearless. Yes, exactly. Like, she she's, will walk up to a, a complete stranger... Yes. Knowing the that... The president. No. She <laughs> met one of our pres past presidents and walked up to him and was like, hey, I'm Jean Scrocco. <laughs> she didn't care, <laughs> you know? Uh, she did but it she, much better than She did that. care because <laughs> she felt she deserved to be there, and that is a fantastic fantastic person yeah. to model yourself out after. Well, my favorite thing that Jean and Greg have said to me from the beginning, one of my favorite, is, um, you know, no one is better than anyone else. And I find, like, especially, like I said earlier, I went to CCM, I dealt with that elitist mentality of, oh, I'm a fine artist. And then <laughs> yeah. the, oh, you're a commercial artist. Uh, and I just... I don't sign on for that crap. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't care about that. I. I think people are people. You do what you want to do, and they have given so much empowerment to that belief. It's astounding. So when we go to shows, um, I get to not only work with really incredible art, but I meet a lot of people, and I'm. I'm working on selling product that I believe in, and um, it teaches me how to be a better. I guess businesswoman when selling my art and mm -hmm. selling myself as an artist. Well, that's it, that's the that's the business aspect of the art. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. I'm sure all of you feel that it's a very emotional process. You're putting your heart and soul into into yeah. your work, but at the end of the day, you need the greenbacks for it because if you can't buy pencils, you can't draw anymore. Yeah. And it, I mean, my favorite part of of your your situation <laughs> is the. I'm going to say the polar oppositeness of Gene and Greg. Oh, yes. When you, when you, like, I met them for the first time, and I was told to be wary of Gene. Like, mm -hmm. she's a lot. And, and this is the best compliment I can give that, this woman. She reminded me exactly of my grandmother. Mm -hmm. and my grandmother, she didn't take no shit from <laughs> nobody. <laughs> she told fierce, you exactly what you needed to hear yeah. and get you going. And, yeah. and that mindset mm -hmm. helped me. Progress mm -hmm. with whatever I wanted to do. But if you can get past, and I'm sure your grandmother was the same way, you know this, if you if you take a second and just go, wow, I'm a little scared, then <laughs> she is the best person you'll ever, I mean, she's just phenomenal. She's mm -hmm. so warm and caring and supportive and she'll she'll <laughs> bend over backwards to help you. Like, I can't. After, after we finished loading the van, yeah. they wanted to send me a, a gift. Mm -hmm. And I was very much against that. It's very nice. I appreciate that, but that's unnecessary. I'm, that's, I'm actually doing my job. Mm -hmm. And she said, send me your, or give me your email address. Yeah. <laughs> not, 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 she didn't say send me, send me your email address. Give, give me, me <laughs> your email address. I'm like, it's unnecessary. Don't, I'll message you on Facebook. Angie, take his email address yep. now. Yep. Yeah. Okay, here's my email yeah. address. Yeah. Like, that's, and to have that behind you is, is priceless. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. And, so. and to me, like, when you talk about women in the industry, she just, I, I, and I don't want to, like, downplay Greg. I mean, I work for Greg freaking Hildebrand. Yes, like, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. I mean, like, let's be real here. That's an amazing opportunity in and of itself. But I, I just, I guess, centered around this conversation, I think that she is one of those people where um, you don't, She's one of those people who remains invisible. People don't, they take for granted the success of another person, but I, I seriously think that, 
you know, everyone needs a gene. <laughs> they really do. In whatever industry they may be in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, and, and I think they all want a gene, and very few are fortunate enough to have someone like her in their life. And so I consider myself very fortunate. But, um, you know, all work aside, they're great. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to like go off on this tangent about people it's, I it's love. This, but there's a, this, it's a it's a big broad podcast, so we're, it's fine. Okay. The, the the actual point to be made is that she is a very strong role model yes. as a female in the art industry. Yes. And there's unfortunately quite few. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, from my experience, you have like one of the top tier. When you're looking at the industry itself, that it is predominantly male, the, the, the heads, the CEOs, and all that, the guys in charge mm -hmm. are predominantly male. <coughs> How does it make you feel about your opportunities or your, the availabilities to you? Anybody, go ahead, throw it out there. I think we're actually, like our batch of QB girls, we're kind of lucky because there's been a bit of a change mm -hmm. going on. Lately, where huge push for women. There's been a lot of push for female artists, female writers, female characters. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's like the new cool thing to do right now. Well, we have to pay attention to the fact that comics themselves, have seventy, seventy to ninety years, have been <coughs> for boys. Exactly. And it's not that way anymore. No, not that because way. Because there is, just so you know, like just about fifty percent of the population is of the other gender. So they have <laughs> to start paying attention to that and. We're getting stronger female leads. And a very good example of that, I guess, I haven't seen the show, would be the new Super Bowl oh, show. I enjoyed I it. Came out yeah, yesterday. It was good. Was it good? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. 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 I still haven't seen I've it. I've heard really bad things about it. You, okay, <laughs> it I'm going to give it a couple more episodes. It is a yeah, CW show. Yeah, so you can watch show. it all together. Right? Don't look for, you know, Emmy Award winning. It's a CW show. It's, but. Okay, define CW show because I. I I want to make sure that everyone gets to hear what your opinion Actually, is of CW they writing. Didn't they do iZombie? They yeah. Yes. I love iZombie. iZombie is fantastic, but in but comparison to drama, it's lighthearted. It is what it is. It know, iZombie knows exactly what it is. True. Flash knows exactly what it is. But, uh, mm, Arrow knows Flash, exactly what it is. Even on Flash, even on Arrow, this is a problem I have had since the beginning. How many of you watched that show, by the way? Which Flash one? or Arrow? I watched, okay. I watched Arrow? half of it. Okay, what'd you think of Laurel? <laughs> okay. Laurel, she's black friggin' canary. Yeah, she she's sucks. Yeah, she <coughs> does. I want for the longest agree. time. And then even Iris on Flash, after the last season, I'm, I'm hearing, I haven't read this myself, but I've heard this from other people who pay more attention than I do, that the actress herself was like, please stop making my character suck, you know? Yep. The, the unfortunate part when it comes to ensemble casts, they spend a lot of time concentrating on the head, the lead, mm -hmm. and... That's the Flash. That's the Arrow. They 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 kind of fucked up with the Arrow because that's not the comic book guy. That's yeah. not. Oh, they made him Batman. They made him yeah. Batman <laughs> in a hood. But allegedly, they're trying to switch it around, and they can't decide the the supporting cast whether they be fluff or or strong. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that the char the main character that they're talking about or showing, they usually do a pretty damn good job of. Yeah. If it's like like supernatural. 
That's a like a three person cast. Yeah, yeah, but and Supernatural, they, even on Supernatural, because I'm a huge fan of that show. I um, love that show. Yeah, you know they had women like Ellen and Joe, mm-hmm. and Ellen was badass. Oh, the best! She, she was, was such a badass. And I love Joe. Even her mm-hmm. like spoilers death. Was, was <laughs> oh my gosh! You have to know the time. If I'm going out, I'm taking some hellhounds with me. Yeah. You know? And it was just like, and even Ruby when she was there. It, yeah. The way she that was horrible. They write good women. Like I'm, I'm a. a season behind because I have to binge watch when I watch um, so I watch on Netflix and I haven't watched the last season either okay so there's a witch that they introduced and again she's I can't. I don't want to. Crowley's mother. No, oh, don't ruin it. Yeah, she's so it's good. Been, it's spoilers, man. I have a first episode, episode of a season. I haven't seen the <laughs> she's season. She's a woman. Nope. First episode of the season. I said it, man. I said yeah, I haven't seen the last corners. season. But okay, that's fine. It's no, actually, she's. But you're gonna love her. Like you're gonna love, love, love her. She's phenomenal. Huh. And that. yeah, she comes in and she's just like. Oh, she's super Scottish. She's super Scottish. Yeah. Well, if we're into that whole thing, it's just a matter for me. Is it, my hesitance with Supergirl, let's say, was this: yeah. I don't want to watch a show because it's a superhero who's a girl. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah. want to watch it because it's a cool character who does cool shit exactly. who happens to be a girl. Mm-hmm. It has yes. nothing to do with the genitalia of the person. It has <laughs> something to do with. How awesome you are, how badass you are, what you do with yourself. Mm-hmm. And it relates to us as artists too. Yeah. I don't want to be hired because I'm a girl. Yeah. I want to be hired because I'm an amazing artist who happens to look good in a skirt. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and she does. That, <laughs> that is completely understandable and, and yeah. very justified yeah. in, in mm-hmm. what you're saying. The problem is. It doesn't work that way. It's not that way. No, it doesn't. And I, you know, I, I'm sure I'm not being the bearer of bad news because it's it's unfortunately no. See, this is the thing. I'm saying it's a good thing that there's changes happening, but it's kind of, it's like counterintuitive in a way because what I was just saying, we're trying to just be artists. We're not trying to be female artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're trying to be artists. And yeah. the fact that they're focusing on that nullifies that whole idea. Can I interject something here? Because I have a really good example of, of how much it sucks to be a woman in the industry sometimes. Uh, a person that I was doing a freelance job for asked me to go to a convention to help sell the work that uh, I was working on, I guess you'd say. And uh, his way of approaching me was, yo, you should totally come be a booth babe. <laughs> oh, smack him. Yeah. Do it. So I I I've, I've stayed in touch with this person and I I pretty much um told him he's an asshole. <laughs> and uh I I made it very clear that if he ever spoke to me or any other woman that he hired to do art that way again, I knew where he lived. Oh, sweet baby <laughs> Jesus. You that um, you took that a whole step further. Yeah, well, you know the thing is, I mean, let's be honest, he knows me, so he knows I'm not that super serious about it, but it just it pissed me off to such an extent because why? Why is that necessary? Like, it's not even a Classless. funny joke. It's, it's, but it's yeah. couth, okay? It's uncouth. It, okay. But that's what I'm saying. Cer- certain people do not have couth. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's the industry that we're dealing with, standardly, the, the customer base is not the most socially acceptable. They're mm. awkward. Mm. They don't know how to express themselves. So when it comes to being intelligent or knowing what to say at the right time, mm. 
that necessarily doesn't always happen. It's unfortunate, and I'm not justifying it by saying that it's okay. It is what it is. Okay, but then on that note, I pose a question to the group. How many of you feel like you've gone to a convention, and not all of us have been to a convention yet, so you can't necessarily answer this, but how many of you maybe feel like you've been in a scenario where you're trying to sell your art, and it has helped you that you are a girl? Because of those Eh. uncouth idiots. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be honest, I've had that, yeah. Bridget, I I know you have, because I was sitting next to you. Yeah, I have. But, like, I've had similar, like... It can be frustrating. When I was at a video game convention, because we're a small video game company, um, there's something called PAX East in Boston, mm-hmm. and we all traveled together, and like, I was, I'm the only girl on the team, and I'm standing there, and this guy comes up to me, and he's like, so, what's it like being a booth babe? And I'm like, um, oh my I'm God. not. So like, like, I apologize as <laughs> more than gender. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. I work on the game. He's like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, you see those drawings on the screen? I did those. And he's like, oh, so you're just like a girl and you, and you <laughs> do video games. And I'm like, yes. And then I like stared at him really coldly because I didn't want to curse him out and like give the company a bad name. And then I walked away. I was just so pissed. And I was like, I wanted to just like punch him in the face or just like. You had to work real hard on that cold stare oh, too. Because she, yes. okay, for, again, for <laughs> listeners, Bridget has like the sweetest smile yes, and she's she the beautiful yes. girl next door. Uh-huh. And like no one ever sees Bridget and doesn't want to just go, oh my god, hi. <laughs> <laughs> but like he was just, you, I mean, he was socially awkward. Like he was totally socially awkward. He just like comes and like stands next to me. But like he was like hovering around the booth before that. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was weird. He wants to touch your hair. He probably in a loving way it? or in that yeah. creepy way that I want to take your hair for the doll that I have at home. I'm wearing a t-shirt and pants. It's not like I'm wearing like some like short skirt and like a low cut top. Like I'm oh. trying. Well, to see, look like, like, I under I understand, but I understand that that phrasing could is very much demeaning, especially. If you're not, right. yeah, like I don't think there's any. I mean, if people want to use a booth, babe, whatever. It's your prerogative. You or if you want to be a booth, you, but you have to know you your customer base. Yeah. You have to know your customer exactly. base. Exactly. It's it's frustrating because like you're one guy and you said that to your friend, but if you have every guy doing that mm-hmm. to you, it's one thing if you hear it like once in a blue moon, but when you hear it all <coughs> the time, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, what? like I what? I, I'm not substantial enough to be at this booth and have a presence as a female, like. I, as, less, a le- as a human being, unless I am like uh, a sexual object, is that is that how this works? Also, there's what a matter. The, unfor- the unfortunate part about it is, for let's, we won't go seventy years, we'll go thirty, when conventions and stuff picked up and started actually becoming a thing. That was the norm for the woman at a convention. Yeah. They weren't there shopping, they weren't there creating, they were there to. to Entice or draw people in. That was that was the role, and fortunately, that role has completely changed yes. because uh, it's in the process. Like, it's changing. Yeah. It's not there. There are just as many, uh, maybe not fifty-fifty, but there are a, a thousand times more women at conventions mm-hmm. to partake mm-hmm. in the convention mm-hmm. than there were thirty years ago, mm-hmm. which is. It's a change, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think on that note, I do feel like I need to state I have 
no problem with a woman going to a show as a booth babe. Mm -hmm. um, like, That's I don't want to give that wrong impression. Like, oh my God, someone told me to be a booth babe. Like, no, I think it's fine for other women to do that. I just find it frustrating when people can't understand the difference between mm -hmm. being what a you're person. To do. Yeah, being yeah. a person there in a different role. Like, mm -hmm. when you can't be associated with any other role than that, it's. I don't care if there are booth babes. Like, I've seen photos from shows where I'm like, those girls are awesome. Like, I'd go to that booth. Yeah, we're all wow. artists. Like, pretty girls. Yeah, we're like, oh my god, pretty girls. Okay, get your sketchbook. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, so completely different outcome at the end for you. I yeah. <laughs> the way you look at it, too, because that even ties into life drawing. Like, we're drawing, like, nude people. Can't dare you. And you have... You have Fully nude? Like nudie nude nude? Not just one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's the context that you're looking at it. Like, mm. it's, you know, costumes are costumes as well. Like, if a girl's okay. cosplaying in, like, a skimpy thing, it's how you're looking at it is mm -hmm. either, like, a... You mean as I, any superhero ever? Yeah, yeah basically. Um, uh, hold on. <laughs> What's... Okay. The, the, Way the, to open the, 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 but No, no, no. <laughs> Every superhero has been inappropriately clad. Every one of them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Not just no, women. women. No, men do. Okay. Men do. All right. <laughs> okay, Underwear on the outside. Underwear on the outside. <laughs> Love it. Skin tight clothing. Like, oh, yeah. all of that stuff. I That's the weekend. superhero ever. Okay. I didn't say any right. female superhero ever. We rhymed. I don't okay. think I'll do it. You said any superhero ever. One, The. I'm all for it. Have you seen the girls that I draw? Oh, yeah. Bridget, okay. yeah. yeah. I've seen the Yes, I ladies. have. I've actually paid you to draw one for me. <laughs> <laughs> the, you're absolutely right. It's a nude person is a nude person is a nude person. Mm -hmm. what, what that becomes is in the person that's looking. Right. That's exactly. why art is subjective. And being... What's, oh, I'm sorry. Right? No, no, no. And like being introverts, too, it's really difficult when someone does come up with those kind of intentions, like I don't, I don't think, I, being young, like I, I'm still, I still see myself as a kid, but um, <laughs> me I too. Do, I do. Do. <laughs> but like, I don't. I'm starting to get that people have weird intentions sometimes when they come up, and it's like you have to just filter those people out, mm. and um, you can gauge that pretty quickly though. And mm -hmm. it was kind of interesting just to see like who was hanging around the booth like for probably a long time and then you kind of just had to be like okay <laughs> we're done you're here you're making me uncomfortable yeah. I need an adult the the intent has also changed mm -hmm. because I have been going to co conventions for unfortunately way longer than I'd care to admit <laughs> but it's now becoming more of an appreciated thing yeah. okay like the fact that Artist Alley, or excuse me, Artist Avenue. No, Artist, Artist Alley. Artist Alley. Uh, my, the show was Artist Avenue. Avenue. Got shut down. They had to close it for 45 minutes oh, at uh, New York. Yeah. Because it was crowded. Right? Yeah. It was packed. It was so they, crowded they that reached, you could not walk They reached out. fire code. Wow. So they had to shut it down so that people would leave before they could open it up and let more people in. Dude, See, like, okay. that's why everyone should just go to Garden State Comic Fest instead. Gratuitous plug for me. I appreciate that. Thank you. But that shows the difference in the mindset of the convention now. Mm -hmm. It used to be I could walk the alley yeah. completely hassle-free. You can yeah. like skip through. Yeah. 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 Echoing. Mm -hmm. And it's not that way anymore. 
And there aren't, I, from what I can see, there aren't booth babes in the alley. No. Okay? Mm -hmm. There are hardly booths yeah. in the alley <laughs> for babes to be at. <laughs> but it's, it's like a, a ch a f an overall change that's happening where th certain things are becoming more appreciated than they were before. Well, I always equate it to like, well, I think we're so lucky that we get to talk to these artists at conventions. And I know I've said this multiple times like before, um, like to other people, that if you want to be an actor, you can't go up to like Cameron Diaz or like some mm -hmm. other actress and be like, what's your secret? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you do? <laughs> Whatever. Um, but at <laughs> Can you convention acting? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd like to do a four minute monologue <laughs> for you. <laughs> like they don't they don't it's, <laughs> it's sad, but they don't have time for that and some of them really, you know Well they probably do. It's just job security. Yeah. And artists, in my opinion, have, don't care. Yeah, and mm. it's amazing that like I Frank Cho, I was able to go up and I was like geeking, <laughs> but I was able to go up and talk to him and he looked at my work and that was the, and it was genuine too. It wasn't that like, again, like the, <laughs> yeah, no, he looked at my work, took a picture with me and was like super happy about it. And that's really cool that there are people out there that like, you can go up to your heroes and talk to them. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Which is great. I'm you know, but you got to be careful because I've. You got to be careful when meeting your heroes. A lot of oh, times. Yes. Mm, oh yeah. I always oh, say yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. They let you down. Yep. Uh, they do. They can. And you have to keep that. Of course. Like at, I was lucky enough to get to meet Greg. Okay? I mean, playing I devil's advocate here, conventions are very, very, very tiring for the people doing it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course, you can always find that one unfortunate timing when you meet somebody you've been waiting for so long to meet that person. He's finally there. And oh my God! And then the person doesn't even look you in the eye. Yes. Because they just can't do it anymore because they're so mm -hmm. tired. And, mm -hmm. and fully understand that. Yeah. I it's, got it's, it. it's it's like I've seen it from both ends now. Mm -hmm. that, but you know. with that being said, you have to realize as that person. It's because of me and people like me that you are who you Absolutely. are. Absolutely, and I agree with that. Like, you know, I and don't really. Everybody else at this table who, who appreciates art or television or, or whatnot. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't most like nowadays. These past two years that I've been going to the New York Comic Con, I've been visiting the same artists for like three, four years in a row. They remember you. Yeah, they remember they me. Mm -hmm. They know me. No, actually, they don't know me by name. They keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> they know my face. But they know your face. They know my face. But <laughs> I don't really go up to them and buy anything from them anymore, despite the fact that I'm taking up their time because I buy their books every month. Mm -hmm. Right. I support them already. Mm -hmm. You know, and. They, I guess they know that, or they get the know, idea. They get the idea, or they're like, because they've seen me so many times already, they don't really care anymore that I don't buy stuff off. Then they're like, yeah, show me your work. Mm -hmm. You know, what have you been doing these days? Yeah. Um, so you know, it's like, yeah, you're right. It's it's a it's a great it's a it's an avenue for your, y y like your industry, which is not. Common, like in my industry, I don't go up to other project managers. And go, okay, What's how your do you process? manage? It's not. It's not. That's not how it works. The fact that it is, it's a community as opposed to an industry. Okay, there's there's a difference where you can go up and you can give someone a critique, and you can give someone a critique, and you can go get a critique from. But you're all in the same pool. Yeah. It's not. You're not going outside of you know your sandbox. But there's good things and bad sides to that too. Um, to the fact that it is a community, because. Mm -hmm. Everybody has an opinion. 
about everything. And most of them are like assholes. And it's like, sometimes, <laughs> sorry. They all stink. And it is. <laughs> Somebody so, will fart upstairs and you'll hear it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? But the problem with that is because there's so many people with all their different opinions, it's like, uh, in that sense, it's kind of like politics where you can't please everybody and you're just going to have to accept that. Mm -hmm. There will be people coming up to you and be like, your art sucks or whatever. Well, you have to find those people that you appreciate what they do. Yeah. Okay. And then whether you're aping them or you're you want to, you're influenced by them in some way, shape, or form. It's silly for an artist to go up and down artist alley just hitting every table. That oh, yeah. doesn't make sense because you know you hit forty people, you'll get thirty nine different opinions. Yeah. Um, it's what you appreciate in their work. Hopefully, they can pass to you in your work. Back to the industry part of it. As females, like the school itself, we've seen a turnover mm -hmm. in population, yes. gender population, which is fantastic. I didn't even realize up until you know I did the recording Told upstairs and I saw all of it in one room. I was like, holy crap. How do you feel that that's going to affect the actual industry itself? I think it'll attract a younger audience. I don't know if that's the right... Because there are a lot of younger girls coming to the school, or at least like mm -hmm. right out of high school, um, which I think is really cool that you know that it's reaching them. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's something that's going to um, happen, and there are, you know will be more characters that are female oriented. But I really hope that it's again what Aisha was saying, not because you're a woman. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, eventually, it'll just be like again, cool character just happens to be a girl. Well, it's it's also coming from. A completely different perspective. The character, the characters that are being created, are coming from a different point of mm -hmm. view. Which yeah. I'm sure, as you know, men and women have very different points of view on certain things. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> so you're going to get a completely different batch of things. And just like when comics first started, there were hundreds of characters mm -hmm. that yeah. just got wiped away just because they weren't good. You know, I don't know. Eighty percent of the image line is oh. no longer valid <laughs> because it's wasn't good. I foresee a problem arising where the, the the industry is flooded with female creators and the stuff gets whittled through because uh -huh. it's just not good and then the terminology well because I'm a woman. You don't like my stuff because it's right. a woman. Gotcha. But okay. see that I'm and I'm opposing the question. See that is just a I don't think that's a woman problem. It's just a people problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really when people suck. don't take Critiques well when you take no for an answer, answer well enough, you can say, Well, it's because I'm a woman, or you could say, Well, it's because I'm Turkish, or it's because I'm black, it's because I'm white, blah blah blah. You could say anything, mm -hmm. yeah. and that just makes you an asshole in mm -hmm. the end. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate, but the assholes are heard the most. That's true, it's, it's very, very <laughs> true. You're very correct, but I don't think that's just a woman problem, you know what I mean? It's just a general thing. Are it's you saying that it's going to happen if, like, they try to get as many women in as possible without actually trying to find the good ones. Yeah. Yes. Because I think uh. more good ones are coming. And I think, like like Mark, you was saying, more girls are going to keep coming into the school. And, I mean, the Cuber School is going to breed more female artists. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a few years from now it's, like, 50% female, 50% yeah. male. Mm -hmm. I think nice. we can get there, and I think we're getting there. Mm -hmm. I think eventually we're going to get to a point where, like, it's you won't have school. to worry about that because girls are going to be... Just as really much as standard. Mm -hmm. And, like, the girls that are in the industry now are just going to keep getting better. And, yep. like, 
all of us here are going to flood the industry one of these days. Fingers crossed. It's going to happen. So, no, no, fingers crossed. It's happening. <laughs> might be five years, might be ten years. We'll yeah. be there. Yeah, like you're saying, like right now, maybe they're hiring women to fill a quota, but in mm -hmm. the future, maybe five or ten years, or maybe even sooner, maybe longer, I don't know. It To me, I'm, my hope is that they won't just be filling a quota. They'll be replacing some mm -hmm. of those women with other better women yeah. who are actually more suited for the job, who aren't going to make those excuses. <laughs> and I think the women who are getting the jobs now, they're grateful for the position that they're in. They take those positions seriously, so I don't see them making excuses. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've worked too hard to get where we are yeah. and to use excuses just trying to think depreciates mm -hmm. the hard work that we've put into this and devalues everything that we're fighting for when we're fighting to get in those positions because mm -hmm. I think these are not conversations that are unique to this group obviously mm -hmm. and I think that women who are getting into those positions have probably had conversations amongst themselves about things like that so either they're going to relate to that or they aren't but I think the rule number one is don't complain you know, in any position that you're grateful for, whether you're a man, woman, whatever role it is, whether you're an editor or an artist, don't complain. Yes. Take the work. If you need to gripe, gripe to someone who doesn't write your paychecks. Uh. You know, <laughs> don't make excuses. Don't complain. Don't say I can't. Say I can't yet, but I will. You know, there's, there's just no room for excuses in this industry, period. It's very true. That's oh, yeah. that very, very true. And yeah. bitching and moaning like they always do. We no all complain. We all. No, I know, but, <laughs> saying, but like, everybody but complains. That's yeah. true, but the ones that just well, which the right people. And it's yeah. like there's no excuse. Like yeah, justifying your work, it's uh, like no, just take the critique. Yeah. Unless you're really, really good and you can get away with bitching and moaning, like you won't. Like if your art is only subpar and you complain all the time, people will hate you. Do you remember when yeah. we went to DC? The first thing they said to us. No, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Every year gets a speech. table, and everybody, yeah, and everybody always comes back. And I, that's my favorite thing when you go into DC. And I'm so sorry for future generations who are doing that now. Um, um, hey, sorry. but it's uh, it's. But we came here for this year. So yeah, yeah. I, I hope they still do that though, because yeah. it, it was. But it was just so impressive, like being there, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like. <laughs> You just you Dude you stole sit in this the wall. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the furniture. <laughs> and the furniture. Yeah, and the, the books. Short of Superman, <laughs> the the Superman statue or Clark Kent actually. Okay, I went to go visit Anthony. <laughs> he gave me a tour, and I sat in the red and blue chair that you have upstairs. <laughs> yeah. And I sat and I was waiting for him to come out into the lobby, mm -hmm. and then Anthony comes, and I got up, and I thought. It was a real human being yeah. <laughs> chair beside me. And then when I turned I'm like, whoa. And it was the, the wax statue yeah. of Clark Kent. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, I feel foolish. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. See? This guy's works. They do, it, they you didn't completely realize he was fooled. Superman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When, okay, the future, we're look, which is better? A future designated by gender, where we're equal and everything is par and everything is cool. Or a future where it's n it doesn't matter. It's, it's, a pi it's a picture. I don't even see you. I don't know that you drew it. I don't know that you drew it. I just get a picture and I go, I like that one. And I it hope doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, I don't want that one is better. Yeah. It shouldn't matter. It, it should shouldn't. Be like, it should be like the voice, except with artists, where mm. they don't know what you look like. And then 
once they see how great your work is, they press the button, and then it's like, oh, well, there you are. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. to, just to I didn't realize I've never better. seen that show, but I, I've seen the commercial. Okay. I, it took me a couple seconds to put show it together. Thank you. <laughs> That's exactly what they did with J.K. Rowling. They purposely left out her first name mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to yeah, make sure that the boys wouldn't figure out it was a girl or a woman writing it. And whoop de doo Wait. you got Harry Potter. Harry Potter's written by a woman? New Harry Potter coming soon, so excited. That actually is, reminds me of something that Megan Hedrick once posted. It's um, she, she's an artist. Most of you probably know her. Work. She's amazing. Yeah. But the thing is, I, 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 I figure <laughs> with the animation. <laughs> I have an original page from her, and I love it. It's framed. It's in my studio, and I look at it and drool over it all the time. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> but anyway, she um, she wrote something on Facebook once where I guess a guy came up to her booth and was just looking. And then looked at her stuff, and he's like, oh, my God, these are amazing. And looks up and sees Megan Hedrick, I guess, and realized that she has boobs. So <laughs> <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> so he goes, wait, a woman drew that Batman? And it's like, yes. I hold it with my hand, though. So, <laughs> so I, I'd rather there was no problem with, like, it's just the art. It has nothing to do with anything that's going on. It's it's a very per that would be a very perfect world, but we can't deny that we do the exact same thing with men sometimes. We do. Yeah. You know. I know. That's just I feel I feel it all that, the time. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's human nature. Wait, what do you mean? You go to <laughs> Explain yourself. Well, it's it's like this, right? This is just human nature. If a person is pretty. You're more likely to go up to them. Like, okay, but I had this conversation today with someone. There's a line. If mm. we were to take it and, and grade it numerically, one mm -hmm. through ten, okay? <laughs> okay. Four to like seven, relatively easily approachable. Okay. okay? Once you go below four, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> go and once way. you go above eight and a half, you're like, I don't know. Everyone in this room is a ten. This yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say that. that <laughs> <laughs> We're okay. all dimes. <laughs> there, there's a, there's, there's a, a certain point where You're you look at someone and go, either they're way too pretty to be here or for me to associate, <laughs> and that goes on both sides. Oh, I get that problem all the time. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Speak for the first four years. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> looks are... Mm -hmm. Wait, yeah. let's be. Let's take a poll really quick. How many of you have a hard time approaching a good-looking person? I do not. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I think. Are you the only one in the room? No, it's, it's then it's a male thing. Oh, okay. I have a hard time approaching everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so the answer to the question is yes. <laughs> I'll be People. like, I'll, I'll put it like this: there'll be a good-looking artist, and I can go up to them and talk to them. But if it's an artist, let's say that I really, really look up to. Mm -hmm. And like, I've been reading their work, I've been mm -hmm. like looking oh, at like their the art. The and, like, insides, like the shit, the batters on yeah. that stuff? The, that's yeah, what that, bothers that you no, yeah. no, not that. It's, it's more of this. This person is such an amazing artist yeah. that yeah. I'm a, like, you're a geek over that person. Yeah. You just freak out over that, that person. That just happened to me. I did, yeah. And I don't like to do that. Like, I just met Mateo Scalera. Oh! oh! <laughs> we <laughs> All just peaked. <laughs> all of them. Who's this? I get to speak. Yeah. Well, I hope that's okay. That oh. and Klaus Janssen. Same day. Same yes, day. Yes. Talking to him and Klaus Janssen. And I walk up. So the first thing I do is I, I see Mateo and I'm like, 
yeah. you're working right now. And of course, like I don't think I would have been as intimidated if he wasn't actually working when I walked up to him, but he, he was. Just so like, oh, all I did man. was just go, "Oh my God, can I please have your brain?" Yeah. And, it, and like you know, and I'm listening to no, I, like I just I just stood there and I was like, "Hey, what's up?" I was like super dumb for the whole five seconds that I was brave enough to stand there because I was like, "I can't tell you what your art does to me." Um, Whoa! So, <laughs> take that however you want. I don't care how oh, you that art. And so the same. Thing ha- I I I went through this with uh, another artist, Sana Takeda, like my first Comic Con she was Aww. at. Yeah, and she makes such pretty ladies. <laughs> and um, so it, I, I I had like w- the f- when I saw her though I like I did like the happy dance by her table and then I came back because I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and I like danced by and then I was like okay be a person <laughs> and then I walked back and I was like. Um, so yeah so that happened but yeah so I meet Mateo and I'm like hey I'm really dumb okay bye and then I walk down and I start talking to Klaus and I'm like I like read and reread the DC guide to inking and anything I can get that has your name on it I buy and I don't buy comics because I'm poor and I just I don't care most of the time but like oh my god your art and we started having like a normal conversation and he's like well you know we're talking about traditional versus digital and all this stuff and I was like you you're a person like how did I just do this but I I walked by Mateo and I was like hey goodbye (laughs) you know where, where was how did this go from like we're two people conversing to yeah. wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you understand, in that story, he's a 10. <laughs> That's why you had a problem. But they're both 10s to me. That's the thing. Apparently they're, not. They're, Maybe he's an 8.5. No, five. no. I, if anything, appreciate Klaus's work a little bit more. Um, because he has, a, first of all, he's he's been in the business much longer. Mm-hmm. He has a yep. different track record. and. Mm-hmm. They have two very different inking styles, but I feel like uh, anyone who could ink like Klaus could do just about anything, yeah. except for maybe inking like Joe, because I think like Joe and two <laughs> other people ever can ink like Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think I understand completely what you're saying. It's, exactly. it's For us, the looks don't matter. No. The art is what matters. The it art is the everything. Sexy thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. the art, the art is, the is the sexy thing. So true. The art is the turn on. The art is the ten. I don't yeah. care about your face. Going to conventions like sometimes you don't know. Like Vanessa and I, our first year, we just went table to table to table to table, ta- and we didn't even know who we were talking to. Right. And then when you <laughs> associate. <laughs> um, who they are, then you're like, oh, I didn't like you're. You don't really even think about the looks, right? Mm-hmm. It's just again the artist, right? So Half the time you don't even know what they look like. Yeah, anyway. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. very Bridget, true. What was your story? I like your story. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> for what you said reminded me that it was um, it was like two weeks into my third year, so maybe like my second class ever with Joe Cuber. Oh my god, I love and this. he used to do this thing where he would ask everyone like. Do you have any questions or concerns or like even complaints about the Hubert School before we start class? <laughs> and I had a question. I don't remember what it was, but I was really, really shy back then. And like it was third year, so I was a little less shy, but I'm not as outgoing as I am now. You were and not as I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Yes, those words. I don't mean to be the grammar Nazi. I just wanted clarity. So, Sorry. So Joe I I asked my question and Joe walks like maybe like 
four feet away from me and he's like standing there and I'm sitting at my desk and he just like looks me in the eye and I just like die inside <laughs> and like I don't think I could even answer him I just like nod and then he sits back down and I get up and I go to the bathroom and I just start <laughs> sobbing <laughs> I wish I was kidding but this story is completely true Joe looks me in the eye for more than three seconds saw and your I go soul. Crush your soul with just a stare. He really did, and like he didn't say anything upsetting. Like, my question that is wasn't a fantastic <laughs> question. I can appreciate you asking it. It was just really overwhelming. <laughs> no. Do you remember our first critique though? Because I remember you were sitting there and you were like, in front of the classroom oh. to show off like oh. our comic pages and describe what was happening. Oh, no, we'd sit. Remember, we had the we'd, chairs. We'd, we'd sit. sit. Yeah, but we'd have to like stand up and show yeah. our face yeah. because like we would tape them up to the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had to stand and I turned beet red <laughs> and I looked at Joe. I'm like, I'm like Joe, I can't, can't do this. <laughs> like I don't think I can do this. And he's like, you can do this. And he gave me like this really awesome like fatherly speech mm. yeah. and like I don't remember room. what he said it was the cadence it was the tone <laughs> that got me going <laughs> he just like coaxed me through the whole thing and like somehow I made it and then I sat back down and I'm a freak. Honestly, though, <laughs> that was Joe because I remember I was fortunate enough that was the last year to life experience him. I was in my first year and you know you would come out of the car in the parking lot he would come out of his car and be and actually like greet you even yeah. though you're mm -hmm. first year nor nobody, nobody knows you, whatever and you're just like Joe Cuber just said good morning to me on the first year. Oh my, oh my God! When he you know? held the door open for some, like if you if he holds the door open for you, it's just like oh. yeah. Yeah. just him walking by you in the hallway and him greeting you. You're just like oh my God! Let's be real though, that was a man with charisma. No, that wasn't. Like, that wasn't charisma. just the art. That was the man. No, 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 no. You're right about that. Wait, it's just so everybody listening knows the whole table just swooned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, la my last Joe story, when we were in our third year, me and An Angie and I, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well done. All of our other classmates were like, right, let's bitch. get a picture together <laughs> with Joe Kubert. So um, Anthony, the librarian, comes in and he's holding the oh. camera for us. And he couldn't figure out how to get the camera to work. So, Joe, first off, when we're all lining up for the picture, he's like, I want to stand next to the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> all three of us were in one classroom at this time. So he, like, makes us stand right next to him and hold his arm around us. And Anthony can't get the camera to work. So he's just like, oh, I could sit here all day. <laughs> he was like, take your time. <laughs> so oh he was God. smooth as well. He was, <laughs> he was so funny. When I was working in telegraphics, um, hint, hint, if you ever work at telegraphics in the Cubert School, make food. They love it. Uh, <laughs> huh. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me that before? I did tell you that. I do not remember. Well, I'm sorry you don't listen. Yeah. Ouch. So, Ouch. Yeah, wow, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> we I I had made uh, like pasta and pie and some other stuff and and I knew Joe was upstairs working and it was summer so no one else was in the school and I kind of just wanted an excuse to go say hi to Joe so I made a little plate and I went up to Joe and I said hey Joe I just want to know if you're hungry or whatever and he's like 
yeah, what did you make? And or he, he didn't even ask that. He's like, where did this come from? And I was like, oh, I, I, I made lunch for everyone today. I was bored. And he was like, you what? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I feed people, so they like me. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just blackmailing now. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I pretty much give him the food and then I you know I, I'm like oh I, I made pie too and you know here I'm, I'm like okay uh, me being the jerk that I am I'm like he's a little older I don't know if he can have sugar <laughs> <laughs> so I was like you know I did make apple pie if you like apple pie I could bring you some he's like yeah sure that'd be great so I'm like okay 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 Joe Cooper wants my pie <laughs> <laughs> so I go downstairs I'm like I'll be back so I run upstairs I'm like yeah okay hand it to him and the next day he I don't remember why but I'm, I'm in the office and he comes out of his office and he goes oh I thought it was you. He's like, come here. I'm like, okay. He's going, hey, Joe, what's up? Please, please don't hate me. I didn't give you food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, God, you know, if you keep making food for me like that, I'm just going to have to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Cuber wants to marry me. I'm good. Life goals accomplished. Bucket list gone. Yeah, and no, check that, was, that off. We're yeah. good to go. Moving on. It was pretty good. So, you know, I had to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, Joe, I'm spoken for, but never end. I'll let you know. But it, yeah, yeah, he was smooth. He was smooth. That's he was great. Now I want apple pie, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we so should bake. Hungry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, not, that we're going like to be wrapping up soon minutes. because the school closes in about a half hour. Okay. And we'll be getting kicked out, so. Ah, that's fine. I was supposed to leave half hour. I don't mind getting kicked out well, by that person. you show up late, so. Hey, you hadn't started. You started late. I said nothing uh, about I, me I, starting. I just said you showed up late. Uh, Everybody was here playing with the puppy. Whose puppy, puppy was that? Oh, I was Adam's puppy. Adam's puppy. Anywho. That sounds weird. I, I, I guess my final question or that I'm going to pose to the table uh-huh. is how do you feel? Do you feel that we're heading in a positive direction, that we're going in the right pace? The whole outlook in general, is it, does it need to go faster, slower? Are we doing it right? Are we doing it wrong? Hire us now. Well, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can't help you with that. <laughs> it's a message. Just, just in general, as... Females, mm-hmm. half or more than half, ready to be in the working industry, you know, getting ready to, to, to go in there, what can be done differently? That's a better way to put that question. Mm. What can be done differently by others or by us? Others. That's a okay. good question. I like, thank you. I appreciate that. I would just say invite more women. Come join comics in general. Like, if you like to draw, consider comics. I think that, I mean... <coughs> I, I, yeah, I agree. Like, just going out to conventions. Like, if you... Don't be afraid of... And I think it may be, you know, some kids grow up thinking, oh, I shouldn't, you know, um, play with, to- like, boys' toys or whatever. Like, um, <laughs> no. Like, and my my mom was really good about, like, she knew I was picking these things for a reason. Like, she knew I was picking to play with certain toys and mm-hmm. um, would dress and, like, whatever, like, she knew I was picking them for a reason, and I feel like um, there needs to be more of that, like, go with what your gut is telling you, whatever someone else is saying, you know, if it's putting you down, don't stand for that, people are always going to tell you that, and going out to those shows, and um, one of the Dark uh, dark Horse editors mm-hmm. that came, yeah, um, he said just literally going to those conventions mm-hmm. and making yourself known will help you so much. That's the... They remember you. They remember you. Mm-hmm. Even the artists will remember you. That's like the second most important thing is just literally going out and getting known. And I feel like just encouraging people to do that. Well, I think it's important for the industry to just make a 
environment where women feel comfortable and that they're yeah. able to come into it yeah. if they want to. Yes. I think, like Aisha was saying before, we want to be hired on our art, not the fact that we're a woman. But if that means, like, taking women seriously, if they're not already, and I have not encountered that, but, like, you know, just be open to it, and if the person is a good artist, hire them. Mm -hmm. I think part of that, because of this um, comic world being such a community, retailers play a very big part I in it, too. I was about to say that. And I'm saying this because yes. I have a retailer's perspective on it. Mm -hmm. um, comic book shops. Comic book shops. Luckily for me, I've had very good experiences with it, but, so, but I've heard very different stories from a lot of different women saying, like, it's creepy, I don't want to go in there. I've had very shitty experiences it, at comic book you know. stores before. <coughs> so I think that is also key, because if you can get a young girl to come into a shop, not be creeped out, get her to read books, don't she might creepy. actually start... <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't that, be that, that was the second thing Come to the basement. Don't be an asshole and don't, don't be, be creepy. creepy. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> if you can get her to come into the shop, read the books, become so fascinated with it, she might actually draw and then move on from there, because that's basically what happened to me, mm -hmm. then that's a way to do it too. And also maybe, I mean, Bridget, you and I have had too many conversations about this, but there need to be more... Uh, female-friendly comics for that age group, like, not just manga. Like, mm. so, I, I, for me, the thing that appealed about manga at that age group was I was hitting puberty, and everything I was reading was shoujo. So everything was yeah. like, love. <laughs> and um, that's great, but, like, you don't really see that in Batman. You see, like, let's beat the hell out of each other and then make out or something. Like, I don't know. It's just not... Batman Hush. That was awesome. That was Hush. Batman Hush. Oh. <laughs> uh, there was another moment of swooning so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but I mean not to hate on DC but I, I was pretty offended when the new 52 released their zero and number one issues of Catwoman with a softcore porno scene between Catwoman and Batman I don't know if you've ever read that but that oh has been yeah. a pet peeve yeah. of mine I since the new 52 came out um, and was basically the reason that I didn't really buy any other new 52 issues because I was so enraged that I just said I'm, I'm done I'm wiping my hands of this because I can't deal with the fact that I just read this and I'm going to overreact and that's what I did. Because something like the Supergirl New 52 was awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, even the New 52 with Batgirl right now, the yeah. Babs Tar Batgirl, yeah. I is love that yeah. costume. Because they that have great. Black Canary yeah. also. Yeah. 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 I don't like that they did that. Because Batgirl was like, she was doing good with New 52. It was dark. And what her story is dark. She just came back from being shot and everything. Mm -hmm. So she's Batgirl again. She's badass. Mm -hmm. And then now they made her into a child again. They babied her. They, mm, they destroyed. It was going dark. And it was, I liked where it was heading. Now they did it to... But you have to realize, like, like they're, they're, if you look, like, I haven't, I'll be completely honest, I've read more about it than I have actually read the, n the new stuff, but, um, like, the, the Babs stuff that they have going on with uh, the Batgirl series, they have her, like, using a cell phone and doing things that people in this generation would do a in ways that they would do, like, with selfies, and she has, like, a flashback they're in issue. They're trying to make it relatable. Like exactly. They're making her a relatable person for younger audiences, yeah. and I think that's probably, in my opinion, it's been rare to see that. It's been hard to find well, that. It is rare. I just don't like that they destroyed my character that I was... I, I loved how she was. And but now then they're they should have two versions, and they should yeah. have, like, the mature audience version, like and they should the have one. the teen version, and they should stop labeling things mature and then letting 12-year-olds buy them if they shouldn't be. Yeah. That's where I think... S oh, I'm sorry. Hold on okay. just Got one it. second. When it comes to that point, they will do that, but it has to sell. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah. if if one person is calling for mature and youthful, yeah, 
that that's not enough. Yeah. Mm. You know, you, you, I mean, they will, I have watched DC for a very long time. Mm. Yeah. They will throw anything at the wall to see if it will stick. Yes. Stick it. Okay? <laughs> and a lot of times, it just doesn't. doesn't. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I get that, but I think that when we're having a conversation like the one we're having that discusses bringing in new viewership, new audiences, like that helps. you need to, to find a stickier wall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I, I hate to say this, but I'm, I'm very much a print guy. I, I have hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of comics. I feel that that will never, ever go away. No. Mm -hmm. Because it's like a guilty pleasure. But with the, the world of digital comics available, I think that is a prime area mm. for breeding new characters. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay, Because it's way less of a production to get a digital comic out than it is to get a print comic out. That's true. Mm -hmm. Okay, the, the, the possibilities are straight up endless, endless. Mm -hmm. because you can, you can draw whatever you want, scan it, and it's now a digital comic. Mm -hmm. That's it. You're that's, that's draw it digitally in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That that's not the same process when you have to you know produce, print, run. Exactly. Da, 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 da. So there, I hate to say the fact that I want to see more digital comics because mm -hmm. I don't feel that I get the, the ability to explain because I'll get to see more characters that eventually will become stable real com real yeah. comic mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. that'll right. be in print there is a platform for that that helps you know mm -hmm. new newbies new people like basically the idea is you have a comic like mm -hmm. put it on the web you got it you put it on the platform and people can read it and mm -hmm. buy it and like spend money on it mm -hmm. and you'll get some money out of it and boom there you go which is great do you know what that platform, what platform is? is? Like, is, is there a name? Comixology. 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 Okay. I went to the panel at New York Comic Con, and they have Comixology submit, and basically that's the idea. You just make your comic, put it up there. There might be some technical difficulties that they'll help you figure out mm -hmm. in terms of their comic book reader. It's the only. That's a, it's a, I fully yeah. understand and agree that that's a great platform, but Comixology also does everything else. They they do, but they do give you the opportunity. Yeah, well, no, what well. I'm saying is like, I don't want. The newer stuff, the stuff that's being tested, or you know, to get lost in the shuffle of everything. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. But I do believe that they actually, uh, from what I've seen on their website every once in a while, they do have like, uh, you know, like basically a, a top section. ten yeah. list of gotcha. hey, these are the new submit things next mm -hmm. to their usual Marvel DC. Marvel what, DC. What shows. kills me is like I, Deviant Art, mm -hmm. is very very popular with you guys. Sort of. Not in the rest of the world. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm not. It, I don't even recommend people look at my DeviantArt page anymore because half the time they're like, "What is that?" And then when they get to the website, they don't know how to use it. it and so it's. It I don't even. Very know how to use the problem with DeviantArt is everyone can use it. Yeah. Anyone can upload their art. Mm -hmm. My, you know, like you anybody can upload your art. That's true too. Which yeah, is that's also, very good point. you know, there's there's a lot of things that I've seen as it as it progresses, and I've taken more of an interest in your your guys' work that. It's dangerous, almost. Like mm. I've I've seen people, you know, making mugs out of someone else's artwork. Well, that like that's, that's copyright law, and that goes into a whole other bag of God mm. knows what. But unfortunately, you're you can't copyright something that isn't yours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's which it's it's a really convoluted system. Yeah. That is, and when you're the unfortunate thing is, is going to a platform like Comicsology, bringing out something brandy new. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
you are going to get lost in the sea of, well, there's Batman, there's Superman, there's the Hulk. I know those guys. You're going to get lost in there. And then it's it's the overwhelming of not, like, I I know comicsology. I don't know comicsology. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole other thing that I have to learn mm-hmm. to then learn about another character. So. Unfortunately, like being an artist, I wish it just stopped at oh, I just get to draw pictures and then I'm done. Yeah, no, it's it not. doesn't. It's not. You have to be a people person. Or mm-hmm. being at the conventions, mm-hmm. you're gonna crush someone's hopes and dreams when they find out you're not the person they thought you were because you're socially awkward and you don't know how to say hi to them. <laughs> you know, you're like you have to know how to promote yourself. You have to be good with money, or you're gonna get screwed over. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, the biggest thing is talking to Gene and Greg, talking to people in the industry, talking, just talking, talking, talking. The biggest thing I, I hear now is, uh, like I said, everyone should have a Gene, everyone needs a Gene, because uh, I see and hear a lot of stories about artists, even those who have been in the industry, who because, because they couldn't change or because uh, they were not able to represent themselves better, they got screwed. Well, they don't know the business of art. It's it's the business of art, especially, that I think... That's why I said, what should we change and what should the industry change? Mm-hmm. Either the industry needs to start giving us reps or something, mm-hmm. or we need to be better at the business aspect. We certainly need to be better at the business aspect, because mm-hmm. reps are going to cost us money that we don't have when we're first starting out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have a few friends that are just, like, amazing artists or, like, even some of the people that were in our year when we graduated, that they're fantastic artists, but they don't know how to put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're not good on social media or whatever it is, and or they're shy and they don't like showing their portfolio off just because it's it's awkward. Yeah. It's, I, I've worked in retail for, for many years of my life, and I can sell anything. <laughs> I can sell ice to an Eskimo <laughs> because I'm not selling ice. I'm good selling me. Mm. And you will buy anything I t- try to sell you <laughs> because you trust me. Mm-hmm. I don't care whether it's a widget or you know, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Mm-hmm. And when a you're widget. selling, you're literally selling yourself because that's the art that came out of you. Yeah. Okay. So not only are you selling something that's very near and dear to you, or hopefully is near and dear to you, you have to make that person on the other side of the table not only like that, but yeah. like and you as you well. Too. There's a very conflicting thing with that. At least for me personally, I know that some other people on the table feel the same way. I don't like what I do. I don't like my drawings. Oh, that's, so that's, I think, a weird artist thing. No, I know. <laughs> it is a weird artist thing, but that's the problem. You try you to sell... any artist who like You try stuff. to sell what you're working on when deep inside your core you hate it. Yes. It's really hard. <laughs> yes. It's yes. really I did that with a sketchbook at Garden State Comic Fest. Somebody bought it, and I was like, oh, God, that's terrible. And she looked at me like, I just spent money on this. I was like... Oh. It's like, what I, whenever people approach me to do something, and they're like, I'm thinking to myself, you want to hired me and it's like and then when you do the work and they like oh my god it's amazing mm-hmm. you're like and you think it to yourself really but at the same time you're like yeah yeah fake it till you make it yep. yeah that's my motto this is wonderful are you blind <laughs> <laughs> you keep that shit to yourself okay no, you don't insult the person first off of course no none of us would ever go like oh i want to pay you we're not going to be like what are you crazy so actually like, yes, she just told me. a story about selling one of her books and then yeah. insulting the well, man who bought it yeah. god <laughs> Get it together. I felt like man. such an ass. I was like, yo, I'm really sorry. It's not as bad as I thought it was. The thing, <laughs> the thing as you guys being artists and me being a normie, 
Okay, I have no artistic You're skill. You're a muggle. I like a muggle. <laughs> <laughs> I I appreciate it, and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how you see it. No, it matters how I see it. That's definitely the okay? sure. because it like there are certain artists that I just straight up don't like that everybody loves. Yep. Okay. It, sorry, I just thought about something. Things the industry needs to change. You just made me think about this. Pay us more. Yes. Don't yes. just hire us. Pay us more. Pay, pay us what we're worth, and stop outsourcing to other countries when you don't have a connection with them here in the states. Like you guys came to the Cuber School. You made those efforts, mm-hmm. but like. When you're j- when you just find some random guy on DeviantArt who's like, yeah, I'll do this for ten dollars, but we should be getting paid like fifty to sixty dollars for that ten dollar job. That's killing us. That's that's and that added to that, it's like never work for free because that kills us too. Because then other people are going to think, well, well, this person did it for free. Why don't ever doing fucking it for do it for the exposure? That no such thing. That's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't do it. Mm-hmm. I I like what you posted recently. Like it's like. The equivalency of someone going up to you and be like, oh, can I have this for free or whatever? It's like going oh. to the grocery store oh, and be like, can I have this? Yeah. I love that one. It yeah. for, it's like a meme that was going around and it was like the grocery store yes. one. Like, oh, can I have this bag of groceries for free? It'll be great exposure. Like, I'll yeah. show all my friends <laughs> the food that I bought. It's like you never... Fully, fully agree. 110%. <laughs> the problem is quantifiability. Okay. My time, I know when I go into my office in the morning, my time is worth X amount of dollars per hour, no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm sitting at my desk, looking at Facebook, whether I'm (laughs) knee deep in a proposal that's four and a half million dollars, it doesn't matter. My time is X, okay? There is nothing equivalent to that for the art industry. But there should be for yourself. You can have that on a personal Mm. level. Like, I look at myself and it's like, I know I can make $8.50 at Starbucks because I used to work at Starbucks. Like eight fifty an hour, <laughs> so I should be making more than that doing art stuff because it's a special skill. Mm-hmm. And like making coffee is totally a special skill. Like thank you, know you. thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so let's let's not do Starbucks. Let's work. Let's talk about like the same what I work a widget with. maker. <laughs> a widget <laughs> maker. Well, no, but even more specifically, we have the graphic designers guild book. Remember, yeah. like oh, the yeah. design handbook yeah. yeah. that we get that has outrageous prices that yeah. no one will ever pay us. There is actually a standard for the art industry. There's one that is supposed to be Just nobody goes yeah, by it. But, but no one goes by it. So but, there is no but, standard. Because if I walk down the alley, right. everybody's prices are different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I understand. I totally understand that. And I respect that. And, and a lot of it has to do, I think, with seniority versus yeah. popularity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there is sort of an equation to this. But I do think that there should be a minimum at the very least that they're not going below. Yeah. And and I don't see that and it drives me crazy because we worked so hard to be in this specialized skill and I feel like artists are more and more and more and more and more in the last decade at the very least, you know, the age of digital has made so many people have the opportunity to share their art with the world so there are more and more people competing than there have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that if you are taking the time to build the relationship with an artist, then you need to respect the fact that they need to make a living. Mm-hmm. And I know industries have changed, like publishing has changed. You know, publishers used to hire people to illustrate books. They don't do that anymore. People used to do traditional covers. Like, they're not doing that type of art anymore. So I know that the jobs have also become less, but to me that that just means that like it's more important that there is some sort of acceptable standard because there's a minimum wage for everything working else. at McDonald's and yeah. everything else. Yeah. 
There should like, be minimum wage for here too. Yeah, I think that there needs to be something like that, and I'm not proposing anything. I have no <laughs> idea. How to do that. Are you not standing on a platform here <laughs> waving your flag? Yeah. That's what I'm just, I'm just saying. I really, I, I, I see too many people going from day to day who are struggling. See, but like my, and this is another example of an experience that I had with you and with you. Okay, Um, you are you come into a convention. You set your prices. I, as a promoter, don't go. You're charging too much, or you're charging not enough. You set your prices. the The choice is yours. So there's no other industry Mm. like that. That's true. Okay, my industry is construction. I am making my own prices, but I have to compete with seven other people. Mm -hmm. So I have to keep that in mind. They're never ever going to make a book of prices. No, but what Angie was saying about the equation is very true. You know, you can kind of figure out how much you're worth depending on where you are on like the career ladder of success. But in turn, there's a lot of assholes out there that think they're worth more than they are. That's true. <laughs> and that okay. also again stems out of that psychology that we don't really think our art is worth that much to begin with. And if just so I could finish. The reason you yelled at her was because you felt her art deserved more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You I were defending her, in, and understandably, <laughs> okay, you were I doing the honorable because thing because you were her friend. Was okay? it yelling per se? <laughs> <laughs> Thank it, you. But whatever you, it's what you were doing was the right thing. Okay, it's unfortunate that you have you you felt the necessity to have to do that because of the industry itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like okay. when, I, when I made those prices, it was kind I'm of like, I know that I work fairly fast on a sketch. So I'm like, I can make the majority of my money back by doing a bulk amount of artwork mm-hmm. versus like higher price and I'm only going to get like one commission all well, weekend. You, 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 you worked out your math. You worked out your math for yeah, you. Yeah, and like to me it was like, okay, well I want to eat. <laughs> so I'm going to charge this lower price because I know people will buy it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tough as an artist because I want to raise my price so that I can raise everything for all the artists. Not that I'm someone setting the bar, but like, you know, it starts, it's got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I would like to do that. But at the same time, like I want to put gas in my car. I want to make money while I'm here. To so it's, it's tough. It, and <laughs> it's, it's tough. unfortunate because the... the the spectrum goes from $5 sketch, yeah. $20 sketch card, $150 original piece, $3,000 backward background work. Okay? <laughs> like, in all in the same room. It's yeah. not like you're in a different place or a different exactly. culture or a different country, all within the same room. Uh-huh. I don't, it would be great. I don't think it'll ever happen because it's opinion based. But, but it's your opinion of yourself. Yeah. That's where the it's someone's not going up to Ken Lastly and saying, You should charge three grand for that piece. <laughs> Ken no. Lastly goes, All right, get paid for this, and that's what I'm gonna charge. But you also are it's not necessarily your opinion of yourself. You're also trying to figure out, like Bridget said, you want to eat. You're you're making low prices because you know that's what people are going to pay. Yeah. And, and when we when I came up to you yeah. that day, I'm I'm saying this to you, looking at you. Yeah, when I yelled at you that day. It's because when I look at your art, and maybe it's because we're friends, and I've seen how your art has progressed. But when I look at your art, I look at you, and I'm like, she's the next Adam Hughes, she's the next Gil Elfgren, she's the next Frank Cho. 
Like, that's how I see your art. So when I look at that art and I see that much potential in your art and I see where you are right now, like your skill, like I ooh and ah over your art. Like, I think it's worth more than that. I want to pay you more for that art. So when I see you getting anything less, it's extremely frustrating. And again, I'm biased because I love you to pieces, but I, I still look at that art and I'm like, yes, your logic makes sense. You just want to eat. And you said to me that day, I'm not, I'm a nobody in the industry. No one knows who I am. So if they're just buying these, it's because they like the character and they might like my art too. And I appreciated that and I respected that, but I still felt like the quality of art that you were putting out was just worth more than what it was worth. So in that case, you knew it was worth more than that too, but like you said, you, you didn't feel like you could raise your prices. So I, in that case, I don't necessarily think it's opinion. I think it's necessity. What we need as the, the art culture is more people who think like you. Yeah. As opposed to more people who think like they do on the floor. Okay? Yeah. On the show floor, I can get 17 Batman prints from this guy for 30 bucks. Or I can get the one piece from her for 30. Mm-hmm. Okay? <clears throat> it's more, it's, it's quantity now as opposed to quality. Quality, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you but think, you think quality. Yeah. Which is fantastic. It's the absolutely right way to think. 110%. The, 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 the mindset of the people walking the floor. And I deal, like with, I deal with this as the promoter, as the, the, the other side of it, going, yes, we know we have to, you have to make this available to you and that available to you because that's what's going to sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what people are going to buy. Yeah. If it was up to me, it would be everything that I liked. And everybody would get paid hundreds of dollars. <laughs> but it's not up to me. <laughs> it's up to the people that are walking through that door paying you for the, the, the goods or services. Mm-hmm. Well, I also I want to jump off of something Marky said before. She said that there was a younger audience at Garden State Comic mm-hmm. Fest, which is really true because young people don't have a ton of money, and I don't have a ton of money. I would love to buy original art Ugh, or print from yeah, all artists, but like, I cannot mm-hmm. afford it. That is yeah. a luxury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you pay so much to get into a convention like New York Comic Con, it's like, I spent all my money it. trying to get into New York City mm-hmm. and buying the ticket itself mm-hmm. that I get there, and it's like, I can ooh and odd everything, but I can't buy anything. I, I, so I, I did I the like, math. $130 a day yeah. to go to that show. Yeah, and then you've got to eat in New York City, which yeah. is expensive, or pack your wine. You know, this is something I absolutely... Okay, we were talking about how, like, you like an artist because of their art, and then you meet them, they're an awesome person, and mm-hmm. you just can't even talk and, you know, function or whatever. Sean Murphy's one of those guys. During my first year, Sean Murphy used to sell his original pages... Like, he'd have a page for of Punk Rock Jesus for 100 and something, or no, 200, or 300. I want to spit because I didn't buy Dude, one of his pages. I know, me chair. too. <laughs> At the time, I should have, but, like, the thing was... I didn't have the money. He would, he yeah. would, exactly, he would charge it like that, and his reasoning was because he was already Sean Murphy. Mm-hmm. Punk Rock Jesus was already blowing up. Mm-hmm. But he's like, it's because I want students to be able to buy my pages. Yeah. And, Let like, I read that, and I was like... I love you, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went on his website recently because I was like, I think I can finally afford a Sean Murphy. I think I can do it. I think I can. No. Not, <laughs> not anymore. It, like, it's not necessarily Sean Murphy. It mm-hmm. could be the person standing behind him going, you deserve more for that. Yeah. 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 And he it's does, true. and you know, people are going to buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People yeah. can afford people it. People do Please, buy don't it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I don't want to speak down about him because Sean of Murphy is my other idol, but like, he... He deserves the money he's getting for those pages. Mm-hmm. I, I just, 
Wish just we wish, could. Had, <laughs> wish you had the money to give to them for it. But there's on that note, Bridget, what you were saying about prices and people, you know, getting in the door for a con, that's the thing. Like, you're talking about the younger audience that came to Garden State Comic Fest, and I absolutely agree. I thought it was really great that they've reached that audience, but that's a scenario where then you can say, oh, hey, I can tell you're young. I can tell you have no money. My prices are this, but I'm going to lower it this time. Yeah. I'm going to make it a little lower this time because I can tell you really want this, but you can't afford it. Because then not only are you making people feel better when they're buying your product, but you're also giving them access to that product without degrading the value of your art. Yeah. And That's and like and perfect. To and, yeah. and some artists do that. Like they do it, they've done it to us. Yeah, or they do it to us. Yeah, you yeah. you have to be careful to because them. then they can walk around and be like, oh, well, I got this Bridget Allenson for $10 and you had to pay 15 Something But like at the same time... might be a good idea because you said you wanted students to be able to buy yeah. Sure. Yeah. If you have like a valid student ID or mm -hmm. something like That'd that cool. and then have like... Or just should Thanks. do that. Yeah, that hook it up. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to do that when yeah. I'm actually famous. Well, you say that jokingly. I went to Ken Lashley's table, and I'm in a position where I can, I'm very lucky in my, in my career and what, that I can purchase, okay? But I look at him and I look at his work and I, I couldn't decide, so struck up a conversation. And I said, well, how do you do commissions? How, what's your process? And he goes, you tell me what you want, you tell me what your budget is, and I work up something mm -hmm. accordingly. Oh, that now, sounds, because, that's usually how it works. Because well, I, trust him and his work, because I see his work, yeah. and I see other things that he has done, I'm okay with that. I don't have to drop 600 bucks, I can drop 300, say, take your time, do whatever you gotta do, be a little nicer, be more understanding, and then I will get the equivalent, he feels is the equivalent, because you flip through that book, you can see what the equivalent is, yeah. okay? But then I'm getting what I want and what he wants at the same time. Yeah. I see Gene do that with Greg's art cool. sometimes, you it's know. It's just another. It's another method, another way to go about it. But the 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 buck stops with you. You are making your choices. You you. This is how much I want for it. This is so on and so forth. You're you can say no to someone. Yeah. It may break their heart. It may break your heart. But you can. You have the ability to do that because it. it you're doing everything. You're you're the production. You're the <laughs> the design. You're all of it. Well, it's also really important when you are making those, um, I guess, getting those commissions, because I ran into this um, over the summer, and it was really, it really, really sucked um, that someone wanted to commission me something. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And we agreed on a price, and I was like, all right, you're going to pay me for the roughs. And they did not pay me for those. And then I stopped there because I was told, you know, half and mm -hmm. half, mm -hmm. just nothing. And it was a friend of mine and I was really upset but you need to have again that kind of like a contract and things set up be smart about your business yeah so it's exactly what it is it is a business and it yeah you're lucky enough to be in a business that you enjoy doing mm -hmm. like you'd like I would hope but that you like work. drawing it's, it's still, still a business, still a business. yeah and it, uh, Rag said it perfectly a job is a job is a job a job is a job is a job and um I think it's really good to have again like a set, like to budget your time and everything mm -hmm. as well with that, just making it, I guess, easier for yourself. I think you can have that mindset where if somebody says like, well, I'm going to pay you this much money for it, then you're going to be like, well, that's the amount of work I'm going to put into it. Mm -hmm. And that's this, and that's another way of putting the 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 the, the, the phrasing that Ken Lashley said. 
Yeah. I, that's what I'm going to do for it. And if you're more understanding and you can work with my students, you get, it's what it's worth. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have to stop. <laughs> they are literally going to be locking the doors in approximately 15 minutes and I got a lot of shit to pack up. Mm -hmm. So, yes. listen, I appreciate every one of you for sitting down. Of course. Thank thanks you for so asking. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Thanks for having us. It was us. a great, great <laughs> time. Thank um, you. We're going to do this hopefully on an individual at some point in time to so get a little more in-depth on each one. When we're rich and famous. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then I, you won't have the time for me. I know how you people work. <laughs> famous people. Of course, people. Those artists. This QB girl. Thank you. So with that, the interview comes to a conclusion. I really do hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed actually recording it. If you want any more information on any of these wonderful women, please check out the show notes. And if you're looking to get in contact with me or anyone else here at Geek Aid, please hit us up at mail at geekaid.com or straight through our website at geekaid.com. And with all that being said, please have a wonderful, wonderful day.